interesting to get an insight into kind of what goes through your mind, what makes a coffee jump off the table for you, what are you looking <laughs> for to match your rosters? They can't all be the crazy Papua New Guineas. So yeah. it's really interesting to understand when you kind of go into that green buying, what you're looking for, what you're trying to kind of match up. Yeah. Yeah. I have so much to say about that because that's the main <laughs> point of, of like the business. So, uh, so when, whenever like I taste coffee and I buy a coffee, yeah, it's fun sometimes to do like a blind cupping. You try to guess the origin and stuff. And like, it's a lot of fun and I really like doing that. But whenever it comes to more like business, what I want to, when I want to put on our menu, I mostly just work in, so I have two things. First of all, I kind of focus on emerging origins, but I don't really focus on tasting notes that much. I really focus on profiles. So I really want to have as many profiles as I can on the menu because we do super, like we do actually crazy dark roast. Um, and then we do roasts that would be qualified as super dark by our industry, but like for the general coffee industry, it's kind of like medium plus or medium plus plus, whatever you want to call that, like full city and then some. Uh, most of our coffees are just like light to medium roast, and we have like a couple of like very light options as well. So I really want to hit that kind of that whole spectrum of roast profiles, and I really want to hit all the profiles that I can. I really want to have one that's going to be pure body. Honestly, sometimes not even that much more going on than this, but that's an important coffee to have on, our, on your menu. And then we want to have those really delicate coffees that are not crazy per se, but like very delicate and floral. And then you have the emerging origins. And this is where the fun begins because you can have crazy coffees from Yunnan and you can it's always going to be crazy because it comes from Yunnan like Yunnan is kind of always it's going to always be crazy at least for the next couple of years if you have a coffee from Yunnan it doesn't really matter what it tastes like it's going to be a crazy idea that you have a coffee from from, from Yunnan right so then when it comes to or emerging origin I focus really on the profile and I try to offer one that's going to be as classic as possible so that when people see Yunnan and they freak out, it's like, oh, Yunnan coffee. <laughs> but then they see the tasting notes and they see kind of like the, and they see like, a, we call this like the, the small label at the bottom. So we do tasting notes, but we have like kind of a main general one. So like the bag that you showed like at the bottom, the red dot, it says, this is basically like the two main attributes of the coffee. And the one from uh, and the one from from Lafu, I think it says is what what is it? Is it the so sweet? Got, yeah, uh, yeah, sweet sweet and nuts, and then yeah, uh, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so, yeah cherry almond. So yeah. I mean, we had it as a cherry bakewell, uh, yeah. which is uh, yeah, very yeah. popular over here. To, so that was. Uh... I had to Google that when you told me this. <laughs> um, yeah, so we try to kind of focus on that, and then I try to bring like a crazy crazy profile for that. That we're usually going to light uh, roast very light just to put forward the crazy notes. So the second Yunnan that we showcased this year was from another farm, it's called Yiwu. It was a natural coffee and it would just smell and taste like bananas. Like just all you could taste basically. So it would resemble a little bit kind of like the vibe of like a natural Ethiopian in terms of like fruits and dried fruits and like the aromatics, but just a completely different palette of like colors. Like when you taste it, you just, in Ethiopia, it's mostly like red and purple and delicate, but like in, in Yunnan, it was just like crazy tropical, some bit of pineapple, but mostly bananas, right? And then we just did the same thing for Papua New Guinea right now. So there's one that's eclectic, like crazy. It tastes like kiwi, it tastes like honeydew melon, it tastes like sage. And then there's another one that's going to be, I like to call the classic profile sometimes from emerging origin, classic profiles with a 
just with a twist. Yeah. So, um, like I was saying, which we really tried to um, to get this classic profile kind of with a twist. So now instead of like really dark chocolate or kind of like milk chocolate, the Guinea right now is like it's very sweet but very distinct. Instead of the classic nuts that we have, like uh, almonds and peanut, we have macadamia nuts. And uh, the uh, orange or kind of citrus-like acidity, we have something that comes more from like elderberry. So when you drink it the first time, you're just like, oh, something is up, but I can still feel, I know this coffee a little bit. So this is kind of the game that I, uh, that I try to, to play when I taste all of those coffees before buying them, because I really want to offer something that's different, but I also want to offer something that people can still enjoy without really thinking about it. You know, if you're willing enough to just buy a coffee that tastes like sage or that tastes like banana, then of course you're going to have fun. You're going to brew it different ways and like, it's fun, but it's also nice to just sometimes drink a coffee and not think about it that much. And you're just like, oh yeah, that's a perfect morning coffee. That's a comforting coffee. So we also try to like, I don't want to sound poetic right now, but like we kind of, want to hit the range of also like emotions right from the i want something that's like low acidity just chocolatey round sweet clean it's like super classic but like in a way all the way to the just like i want to be mind blown by something absolutely crazy that i'm going to drink so we really want to kind of give people any type of experience that they're kind of looking for and i i think that any coffee experience that you want to have is should be kind of looking for really try to hit those with like different roasting degrees and also different type of profile. And uh, that's our approach thing when I, when I cup the coffees. And um, one of the reasons, like the main reason for focusing on emerging origin is, but there's maybe two reasons. So like the first one is going to be, it's not purely marketing, but like it gives us an edge. So just in terms of like the Canadian market, if, you, if we would have had like only Colombia, Brazil, Ethiopia, Kenya, and nothing else, but add the Yunnan coffee to it, I think it would have been kind of the same thing because we exploded because of the coffees from Yunnan because it was crazy. We were the first one in Canada to do so, at least specialty-wise. Like, I don't know about Nestle Instant Coffee in the 90s. Maybe they were coffee from Yunnan. But in terms of, like, specialty coffee, we maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I did my research and I didn't find anything. So just this, it opened so many doors for us. Just like, oh, can we please feature you there? And I'm just like, yes. So now, I don't know, like a coffee in Edmonton is going to feature just for like five pounds of Yunnan coffee. But then people notice us, they go on their website, they write us DM, then they order onto our webshop. And it just really opened like all the doors for us. We were featured at the fellow products in January, last January, because of the, of the Yunnan coffee. And because I think that 95% of orders that we ship outside of Canada, they all had Yunnan coffees, 95% of those orders. So that's like, they, I don't think they, I don't think people from San Francisco have any interest in ordering a Colombian coffee from rabbit hole. I, I, it's not because we are better or worse than any other roaster. It's just because they have 10,000 roasters down there that offer Colombian coffee. So it just to like add to the mix of like, we want to get known for kind of those origin. But then on another level is that with climate change going on and like a lot of people really buying like a lot from the same origin. Like if you go on any roasters menu right now, and again, I'm not judging and some people develop amazing human relationship there and they have super cool project and they give back to the communities. And like some people do amazing stuff there. 
And often it's easier to do those projects in Colombia or in Brazil because they're a bit more organized, right? But from my point of view, like as a consumer, if I go on like 10 different roasters and they all have Colombia, all have Brazil, all have Guatemala and all have Ethiopia, at some point I'm just like, it's pretty much kind of the same thing. Yeah, some people roast on different machines. They all have their own style. But when you look at our menu, maybe it's not your cup of tea and you're just like, this is too much. I can't handle this menu. It's like, but in, in, in general, because we focus also kind of on the profiles and not just the crazy origins. So sometimes we'll, we'll put like a classic profile forward and only later will people know, oh damn, that was from Yunnan. It's crazy, you know, because it felt so classic and so approach, approachable, right? So, and we really want to focus on emerging origin just because like climate change is happening and like the coffee price crisis is happening. And, and at some point we'll just have to diversify because I love Brazil. I have friends from Brazil, producers, uh, cube graders. I've been to Brazil. Uh, and if they have kind of the monopoly, then prices can, if the prices keep going down like they do, then Brazil is like a bit more mechanized so they can survive way better than the smallholder farmers. So now if more people buy from Brazil, it brings the price even lower and then it kills the business of multiple small businesses and other like smaller uh, farmers all across the world. So like, again, I love Brazil. It's a beautiful country. They do amazing coffee. Uh, we just kind of want to do different so that every small scale farmer kind of can get in kind of that game. And it's really hard for farmers from Yunnan, for example, to just like, access some, some markets. Just like a random fact, it is it, not going to change this year because like COVID happened. So the green coffee, like people need a little bit less of it. But I don't know how many thousands of containers from Brazil land on the East Coast of the United States, but in all of the Americas, there's one container from Yunnan every year, one container. That's crazy, right? And we probably bought like a third of that container last year, just for us, like in Canada. So just want to get the ball rolling, just like offer different origins and like, and if I want to drink Colombian coffee, then I have all those fantastic options from other roasters. So I just go buy it somewhere else, you know, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> oh, fantastic. But it's, um, it is really good coffee as well. I think, I think classic is a good, good term. So earlier on in, in the, uh, in the year, we had a natural, uh, from China and it was, it was crazy. It's just strawberries all the way. And, yeah. and it's probably the, one of the most kind of requested coffees that we had. So, oh, has, has anyone got anything left? But we bought all of it from that roaster, unfortunately. So yeah. They couldn't have it. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's nice and classic. I think it's going to go down really well. Uh, I guess in terms of yourself, how do you like to, to drink that coffee? Do you like it uh, as an espresso with milk, long black, filter, yeah. all of the above? I, yeah, I think that um, I think that most of our coffees, um, I like when I develop the roast profiles, I really try to do uh, what we call like just omni roast that you can we don't do espresso roast we don't do filter roast so again we really try to explain to people that they should like in our opinion they do what they want but like our suggestion is that just focus on like the profiles right so if you like to always drink your coffee with lots of milk and you only only drink lattes and you want it to taste like coffee you know maybe the like super light Ethiopian coffee natural is not for you specifically, but there are some people who really love this coffee as a latte or as a cappuccino, right? So it's really just like kind of like in profiles, but I think like I drink the, the Lafu coffee always as a Chemex coffee at home. 
I do. I really love to do the um, a six cup Kenex, but to just put 25 grams in it and just do like one huge cup in the morning. Uh, and that's my preferred way to go. It's still really high body, uh, just a little bit of acidity. Uh, it's round, cherry forward, sometimes chocolatey. Like I, I think it's a very good everyday kind of like morning coffee. But it's been so long since I had an espresso of the Lafu. But the Lafu, it, it might be like one of the coffees that I'm just like, as espresso, there's something else. Like there's just something that ups and like the body and the sweetness, the Lafu as an espresso is pretty mind boggling. Like it's the sweetness is like, it's like, it's almost too much sometimes. Like it, it, as a straight espresso, it's like crazy, crazy, crazy sweet. So if I could drink an espresso right now, I would do it, but I don't have an espresso machine at home. Only do filter coffee. I don't have the space or the time to mess around with just like a grinder and just I was do this. Say, we'd, we'd lend you so, one of ours. We've got too many uh, here now. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. That's good. That's good. But yeah, it's, it's a beautiful coffee, pretty versatile, goes well with milk. Uh, I, I kind of like it. And I, I like to think that all of our offerings are good espresso and filter and with milk and black. But again, there are some rules like, I think like our lightest Ethiopian, I think it does a little bit better as a filter. And I think it does way better without milk. But it really depends what you kind of want to drink. But uh, yeah, the Lafu coffee, just like beautiful as a Chemex and also espresso, however milk you want to put in there, it's still going to be sweet and it's still going to be delicious. In our opinion, you you, you guys, let, you let us know after you just like tasted it. Oh, <laughs> well, well we, we know our thoughts on it, but I've got a vision of you now just drinking out of the Chemex, straight out of the Chemex instead of uh, pouring it into a glass. So that's... Uh, that's my new thought. Yeah, it's, <laughs> fa it's faster, you know. It's faster. You gotta get going, you know. <laughs> That's washing up as well, isn't it? So there you go. Better yeah. for the environment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so no, that's brilliant. So um, there's a couple of things. So what we do with these uh, these chats now, we also like to uh, to do a little bit of a quiz element at the end as well. So yeah. uh, the the question we've chosen for now, and we're going to give you ten seconds to to name as many as you can, is as many, and you should get some interesting ones. We, to give you a clue, you can't have this one, but somebody picked Jamaica as one of those, which was a, a, an astounding one to pick. But yeah. uh, can you name as many coffee producing origins as you can in 10 seconds, starting now? Nicaragua, Honduras, uh, Colombia, Brazil, Peru, Ecuador, Bolivia, Papua New Guinea, Yunnan, Yemen, Ethiopia, Kenya, uh, and Congo, that's it. Uh, Burundi, I think we're, it's, yeah. We're going to give you 13 there, I think it, it came on at. So that's a good, that's a good number. It's a good, good okay. solid start there as well. It was a cool, cool start under pressure. But that's, uh, Damn. that is brilliant. Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, what, I'm just checking my map. I can't remember how many. I'm, I'm going to count them all at some stage. Um, yeah. But it's very good. Very impressive. So, <laughs> So, I mean, I think that's that's come to the end of our, our chat. So thank you so much for, for joining us. And it's been fascinating to hear your journey about sort of Canadian coffee, the scene and, and all of the different places. And most most interestingly, kind of your approach to, to sourcing and for for the Lafu. So I think everyone's going to be incredibly excited when we uh, when we announce this. And I think a lot of people are going to be putting this bag up on on instagram as well it's a very instagrammable bag of coffee and uh i can heartily say the coffee inside is very drinkable as well so it's instagrammable and drinkable so it's a, a double threat but uh that, david thank you very cool. much 
and and again say hello to, to Sophie for us and, and thank you for the for the bags and thank you for putting the bags aside for us uh, no and worries. Yeah, in, enjoy the rest of the afternoon over there on the uh, the east coast of Canada thank you very much you have a good evening and thank you so much for just like it means a lot like we're a super super small company and to be featured and just like going to maybe like i don't know three four five hundred households with your subscription like it's pretty cool and like we really love i love the fact that you pick like an emerging origin as well so yunnan is our main origin we have crazy cool projects happening there at the moment so uh really excited to see what people will think about this coffee